Welcome to the RCPS Community Partner Cafe. We're glad you're here. This podcast is for parents, community partners, and anyone interested in learning more about education, child development, and other topics related to Rockingham County Public Schools, Virginia. I am your host, Katie Lapira, Coordinator of Community Engagement, along with school social worker Donna Delisle. Let's get started. Welcome from wherever or whenever you're listening to this podcast. This is the 10th episode in December edition of the RCPS Community Partner Cafe. My name is Leo Johnson. I'm a student at Spots with High School and your host for today's episode. We have been tasked with the responsibility to provide you all with a great episode, both informationally and entertainment-wise. So before I start, here's a little rundown of the topics that I'll have talked about today. First and foremost, we're going to talk about future goals in the job field and or college, our division's programs for students, work-life balances, the outdoors, and some fun other icebreaker questions. All right. So as I've already stated who I am, I'm going to ask our guests for today to state who they are. So how about we start by that? My name is James and I am a senior here at Spotswood High School. Yeah. And I'm Clayton, also a senior at Spotswood. We're going to start off with an icebreaker here, which is what is your favorite school subject and why? So my favorite school subject is probably math. I'm really good with numbers when it comes to like multiplying with decimals and stuff like that. So it's probably my favorite subject. My best subject is probably history because I really like, I'm good at memorizing stuff. I like looking back into the past and kind of seeing how it influenced us today. I'm going to go on a similar route to Clayton here. And I'm going to specifically say government though, because being a pre-law hopeful student myself, I find that very interesting. But now that we've gone over our favorite school subjects, I'm going to ask a little bit more about your interests by asking what are your plans after high school? For our listeners, this could be a four-year university, entering the workforce, learning a trade, or anything else. So how about you guys share about that? My plan after high school is to probably enter and working at a, at a workshop, vehicles, whether it's diesel vehicles or gasoline engines. And hopefully in the long run, I can own my own shop and hopefully be somewhere here on Harrisonburg. And uh, what inspired you to do that? From, I mean, my whole childhood... Worked on a lot of small engines, so kind of just in my blood, I guess. For me, I'm hoping to attend college on an engineering track. I'm not sure whether or not I want to do aerospace or mechanical yet, but luckily you spend your first year kind of figuring that out. And did you want to stay in-state or looking at out-of-state options? I'm looking at a mix of both options, but in-state's probably preferable just because of the cost. Next question is, what or who maybe influenced you to pursue this career or path? For me personally, I feel like it was my father. Mm-hmm. Me and him uh, used to work a lot on different vehicles and small engines. So he's probably the reason why I want to pursue this career. And from like the time you were like a kid. Yep. Yeah. For me, so my dad's an engineer, so it's kind of always been in the back of my mind. But the main thing was TSA or the Technology Student Association, which I've been doing for seven years now, which is very much an engineering helpful activity where I get to build stuff and kind of learn a lot about the field. Yeah, that kind of goes into another topic we're going to talk about today. And that is what programs we have within our county slash division that help students prepare and yeah, just prepare them for their future careers or aspirations. So Clayton, you talked about TSA within our school, which is, I'll let the listeners know, a nationwide organization. Could you maybe elaborate a little bit on how that's prepared you for your future career? 
Yeah, so through TSA, I get to do a variety of different competitions at like a regional and a state level and even national if I wanted to. And what I do mostly is I do a lot of building stuff out of balsa wood, and then I take it and see how much it'll hold compared to the other contestants. But there are other competitions as well that I've done, like engineering design, where you're given a problem and you work out a solution and you've got to present that. So it kind of works on those critical thinking skills of problem solving skills and public speaking. Is one of the competitions the... uh... I see in, in like college classes, they, they have to make designs out of like, not toothpicks, but like the popsicle, popsicle sticks, popsicle. you know, do you have a competition like that or? Similar. Yeah. We tend to use balsa wood, which is probably weaker than a popsicle stick, honestly. Yeah. But um, the main one I do with that is building essentially bridges. Mm-hmm. All right, James, what about you? How has programs within the county division prepared you for this career? Um, so... One thing that has really helped me is uh, SkillsUSA, which is a part of, uh, if you attend Massillon Technical Center here, they focus on blue-collar jobs. It's a nationwide organization. I'm the vice president this year, but I feel like that organization really has helped me in this career path that I'm heading into. And you mentioned that uh, you're the vice president at the statewide level, correct? Yes, sir. That kind of leads me into one of the things I wanted to ask about these extracurricular activities is kind of how did you get connected to those activities you were mentioning mtc but can you elaborate on that so my uh diesel instructor he's the one that really pushed me and uh told me hey you should do this and it'll really prepare you for your future and really look good on your resume Mm -hmm. and to be honest with you it really is amazing and it like has opened a bunch of doors for me Mm. that's you um i'm not really sure i mean i know in middle school really it was just something that my tech teacher said like hey you know i run this club and if you're interested in joining, come talk to me. And I did because it kind of piqued my interest. And then from there, it kind of snowballed. And I've been an officer at a regional level and I've competed a lot in it. Oh, because TSA is something that you can get involved in at the middle school level, correct? Yeah. Oh, wow. Early as sixth grade, I believe. Well, so you, is that when you joined? Yeah. So you've been a member now for seven years. Seven years, yeah. Wow. All right. And now, now that we've gone over that, I have a more general question, which is, For all of the parents that are listening that might have students within the county, what are your recommendations for extracurricular activities that they have their students do? For me personally, I'd say, I mean, anything that gets you out of, uh, I guess you could say your comfort zone, it's always nice to come out of that bubble and just do different activities like sports or extracurricular activities. And if there could be one sport, what would it be? For me personally, soccer. All right. Uh, For me, what I'd recommend and what I do a lot is just anything community-oriented, whether or not it's volunteering at a food bank or whether or not you're just helping people, go ring Salvation Army Bell, whatever it is, just help your community. Because there's the obvious thing, it looks good on college applications, but that's not the real reason. The real reason is to interact with people in your local community and kind of gain some new perspectives. Personally, for you, how is our programs, because I know National Honor Society has provided uh, those programs, but how has your participation in community service impacted you? It's just kind of, I've met a lot of people doing it that I really would not have met otherwise, whether it's other volunteers or people I was helping out. It's just cool to get to talk to those people and learn things about them and just kind of get more integrated with everyone in the local area. Yeah. This is kind of a more general question. If there was one sport slash extracurricular that you could add to your school system, what would it be? For example, mine would be lacrosse. I might like to see a bowling team. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be, actually, that would like be a, pretty cool. You know, school bowling leagues. That, be <laughs> no, that would be a good one, though. 
Really? Ooh, bowling league. Hold up. We should do something with that. What leads you to that thought? I was playing Wii Bowling <laughs> the other night. I was like, oh, dude, it's at school. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to move into our next topic of discussion, which is uh, scholarships, talking about going to future career, future university. One thing that might be preventing parents from sending their kids to college or an equivalent would be the cost. So now we're going to talk about scholarships, something that may help people in that situation. So I would like to ask you, how has your school slash division county provided you with the knowledge to know about scholarships and things like that? So I know here at Spotswood, our counseling office has a great website you can go to where they lay out all the scholarships, whether or not they're national or local. And even from, I mean, some of them are as little as, you know, a few hundred dollars. But if you get a bunch of those, it adds up to a lot. And it gives you all the requirements and anything you need to do to apply for that scholarship. So when I did want to apply to a technical school out in Pennsylvania, the guidance counselors here went out of their way and they found specific scholarships for blue collar workers. And I feel like our school district really, they help with so many different scholarships. There's specific ones for students that are in certain clubs or specific ones for students in certain sports. And it really, I feel like our school district or our school in general just really pushes for scholarships. For both of you all, have these scholarships, maybe that you've been applying to or plan to apply to, have they been application-based, interview-based? What are we looking at? I think it's really a variety. A lot of the bigger ones tend to be application-based because they just get so many applicants. But sometimes the local ones are from these you know, small businesses in local area, and they just want to get to know you and see if you might be a fit to work for them after you do whatever you're going to do after high school, whether that's technical school or college. Yeah, I just got to agree with everything Clayton said. Yeah. For our listeners, I'll provide a few specific scholarships that are kind of local or statewide. So we have the Riffy Scholarship. As Clayton mentioned, local businesses have their own scholarships, but we also have local elementary schools that have their scholarships. Um, there's also colleges and universities within the state that offer their own larger scholarships, like UVA's Jefferson Scholarship. But when Clayton was mentioning how we have all of the great programs within the county that provide us with scholarship information, I was just at Broadway High School the other week, and there was just a physical bulletin board with at least 10 scholarships listed on it and how to apply and the process that would take you through that. So very helpful information here within our division. So that's going to move me into the next topic of discussion, which is how does your division promote programs like MTC, but also programs like that re- relate to the college application process? I mean, so I know for MTC in specific, even though I never attended a program there, I remember, I think it was either eighth grade or freshman year, they take you on a tour of MTC yes. and they show you all the programs and you do a little bit of participation in them and just see if there's anything that really piques your interest. And what's going on right now this week, actually, is uh, we're having students from all the schools come around to MTC. And we have, like, today is the students from Spotswood High School, and tomorrow's going to be, I think it's Broadway. Hmm. But we've had every single high school come down, and there's students coming by and seeing what classes they like. And uh, as you were planning to go to a four-year university, did you want to talk about how your school slash division promotes college application process help? Yeah, so, I mean... Especially junior year, even before you're applying, the schools tend to have in-state colleges mostly come and mm-hmm. like representatives come and you can ask them yeah. questions, you can hear them talk, and you kind of see if the school might be a good fit for you. 
And then your senior year, there'll be application help sessions and FAFSA help sessions where you can get all that done in an environment where you can ask questions and get it done efficiently and correctly. Yeah. All right. And on a scale of one to 10, how helpful do you think that's been in this process? Probably somewhere around seven or eight, because there's no way they can do everything because there's just so many students and so many different questions and so many specific things. But Mm -hmm. on a general level, they are so helpful in just getting the basic stuff done so you can focus more on the specifics to you. Now we're going to move to a second of the more general questions, which is if you get one program to start in your school system, what would it be? For example, mine would be some form of standardized testing prep like SAT or AP test prep as that would help students be maybe be more competitive on college applications. So what are your all's ideas? Probably exactly like you said, testing for for MTC to make sure that the students that are applying and uh, that are coming to our classes Mm -hmm. are serious about what they want to do and want to pursue that profession. Yeah, and I think it could be useful to have some sort of class. It could even be mandatory, like freshman or sophomore year, where you're spending the whole year really like looking at your options for your future and kind of getting that down. Because it's at those points where you want to start making just general decisions of what you want to do. Because, I mean, if you want to do MTC, autumn or two-year programs, you kind of want to know before your junior year if you're really serious about it so you can get done and get in the workforce as soon as possible. And if you want to go to college, it's good to start making yourself a good applicant as soon as possible. Yeah. All right, now we're going to focus on the final two topics of discussion for today's episode, kind of moving away from programs within the county and focusing on student work-life balance. As we're all seniors in this room, could you talk about the term called senior-itis? Do you believe this is a real thing? Have you experienced it yourself? Have you seen people with senior-itis? And uh, what do you think causes it? So me personally, I have not experienced senioritis yet. I, I know it exists, but I feel like we're too early on in the school year to to have it happen. So I don't think I've seen any students with senioritis so far. But teachers say that around springtime is when, when it really kicks in. So mm-hmm. I do believe in it, but hopefully I just don't get it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same boat as him. I haven't experienced it. And I do believe it exists, especially late in the year. But at this current point in the year, I do think anyone who says around senioritis and is using that as an excuse to not do work is really just not wanting to do work and not motivated. (laughs) And I mean, that's their own decision, but I don't think they should be able to blame. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's too early for that. Yeah. All right. And talking about work-life balance, we have another thing that is close to our county, to Rockingham County at least. And we're going to talk about the outdoors. So what I was referring to, Two was the Shenandoah National Park, but we also have a lot of rivers and nature in the area. So I think Clayton and I were talking about this the other day, but could you all elaborate on one experience that you've had within school that has involved the outdoors? This could be in courses, projects, etc. Me personally, I don't think I've experienced any classes because I'm so new to the school district, mm-hmm. but... I know that there's a bunch of different classes out there that do have, I guess, outdoor experiences. So I know in our AP Environmental Science class, which Leo also experienced this, yeah. we went on a canoe trip on the Shenandoah River. And you just got to go through, and there was some education element to it, right? Like looking at water quality and all that. Mm-hmm. But really, it was just getting to hang out on the river and have some fun canoeing. Yeah. And if you could kind of add one outdoor-related experience that all students might like experience throughout their high school career, 
What would it be? I know James had a good idea. Uh, I remember it was a senior camping trip where um, all the seniors around, I'd, I'd say springtime, Yeah, we would all go out and just go camping for a couple, like a day or two probably. And then I guess you could say, quote unquote, survive in the wilderness for a little <laughs> bit. Because I remember in my old school district that it was in eighth grade, we had a, a trip. It was called uh, Frost Valley. Mm-hmm. We went up to the mountains up in New York and we sat up there for a week and learned a lot of survival skills up there. So that'd be pretty cool to have down here. Yeah, mine is probably a little bit of a smaller scale, but I just think for me, it'd be really helpful within classes. Like once a week, you just take, you know, half an hour in a class and just go for a walk outside, just get some fresh air, decompress, just not worry about getting everything done. Yeah. All right. So before we end today's episode, I have two more general questions for you students. So first one is, if you could add one course to your school system, what would it be? The second one is, what is your favorite high school memory? So for me personally, probably a Greek or Norse mythology class. I find those things, those topics very interesting. That is Greek mythology. Well, it's more Roman uh, mythology, but some of them tie into each other. Is covered by some Latin teachers within the county, which I think we have a few of since the decreasing popularity in the subject, but that's something to keep in mind for that. Yep. I think just from a college point of view, I know we have a lot of students at Spotswood who have completed kind of the math that we offer here by their junior year. And I think another high level math course, whether that's like multivariable calculus or something along those lines, Mm -hmm. just to, so that colleges can see that, you know, our students didn't stop taking math that they're ahead would be very nice. Yeah. Going on a favorite high school memory, I would probably say so far in the school year, my favorite memory was uh, my junior prom last year, which was, uh, it was a great night. Amazing time. Mine probably follows along that same vein of senior homecoming where mm-hmm. I got to have some fun with people I really hadn't interacted with before that. Just because you have a friend of a friend, you don't really talk to people. Yeah. But in those big group settings, you get to know those people you have it before. And that was kind of our first real homecoming with COVID and sophomore year. And yeah, that was just around the some, corner. Yeah. That is going to wrap up today's episode. So I would like to thank Clayton and James for participating in today's episode, sharing their responses. But I would also like to thank our listeners today for tuning in to this episode. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next time. Thank you for listening to the RCPS Community Partner Cafe. If you would like to learn more about the information discussed on this podcast, visit us at www.rcps.net. If you have questions related to your own child, please contact their school directly. The information shared on this podcast does not substitute for advice directly related to your child. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, be sure to share. Share.